Hey everybody, it's Todd Dills, your host as usual for this edition of Overdrive Radio for February 3rd, 2023, where we'll drop back into more of my November run with Oakley Trucking Leased owner-operator John McCormick out of Robards, Kentucky, that's near Henderson. You may well remember the prior podcast dug into his pride and polish winning 2021 Kenworth christened the bandit, given its paint schemes resemblance to the snowman's rig in Smokey and the Bandit. Of course, everybody on, on CB radio was, was going on about, yeah, there goes snowman. And, you know, there's the bandit. <laughs> we got into plenty about just how that rig got its name. McCormick's approach to financing, in this case, direct through MHC Kenworth, the dealer group from which he bought the rig late in 2020, and more. Today, we'll pick up with a little more about the two rounds he was making daily at the time. Between Crestline Plastic Pipe and Henderson, where he unloads PVC powder from the Oakley Dry Bolt tank, PVC powder picked up down in Calvert City from the manufacturer there. Another reminder here, too, that the Bandit Rig isn't just named after the 1970s classic film, but also, it's a nod to an old friend, a Yorkie that was once McCormick's ride-along partner. Tell everybody he's he's marked everything from from Boston to to L.A. Bandits since passed, but two other Yorkies are now part of the McCormick family. John doesn't take them with him on these particular daily runs, though. Whenever I start in the morning, I don't stop. I, yeah. I run I run straight down here. I load and drop the hook, you know. I do it twice, and then I go home. And I've took them with me before because. She'd be gone or something, and, and, you know. And then I got to stop and let them out, and, and, and all that. So I just I don't take much with me anymore. Right. Yeah. Of course, the ones that the ones that got now, they don't ride very well anyway. Well, yeah. My my German Shepherd, she rides real good, but. Uh, She's, she's kind of a handful to have in a truck. <laughs> Pretty big dog, right? I yeah. spoke with McCormick this morning, and after a few more OTR runs over the holidays when the plant he hauls from was shut down for annual maintenance as usual, he's back in gear on his regular rounds. In today's podcast, we'll hear more about just how the owner-operator got to where he is today trucking. He's not the only McCormick on those hauls either. Both his quote-unquote little brother, Bill McCormick, and his father, Charlie, are doing the same. Both also leased to Oakley. I got a close look at Charlie's 2020 Peterbilt 567 in Calvert City at the PVC plant. You can find a few shots of it in the post that houses this podcast, overdriveonline.com slash overdrive hyphen radio. Navigate to the February 3 post. And, let it be known, I got some evidence on that run that people do still sometimes meet on the CB radio. That last voice there was McCormick's, calling out to an operator he met on the radio. Local up there around the house, he, yeah. he pulled out a chicken plant up there. And I see him, you know, just walking around looking at the guys I see every day. Yeah. I, I seen him up there where I parked the truck at. He, he stopped to, there's a pizza place right there, so he stopped getting my pizza and he was, he was giving me fits over on the radio about, uh, 
he was talking about my truck looking good. He said, he said for Kenworth, and I said, this is coming from a man that drives a bright orange Peterbilt. I mean, yeah. Ever since then, you know, I just yeah. we we talk to one another. Or, you know, he's usually going one way, and yeah. I'm going the other. You know, throughout the day, because yeah. he runs down. Well, they they pull for Tyson, so. Uh, I'm like they they go down to Murfreesboro and I think there's one in Murfreesboro Humboldt and, uh, on the other side of a break we'll pick up with McCormick talking about the amount of fuel burned during unload of his bulk tank and then delving into his long trucking history the son of a pair of team operators in it for the long haul stay tuned for that just after this word from Overdrive Radio's sponsor When you have a diesel emergency, you don't have time to wait around for 911. Instead, call your lifeline. How's Diesel Lifeline? The only emergency rescue product to reliquify gel fuel and de-ice frozen fuel filters without the use of harmful alcohol. Always safe to use, you can pour it directly into your fuel filters without wasting time mixing it with additional diesel fuel. So this winter, if you find yourself stuck in a bind, skip the tow. Get yourself back on the road fast with Howe's Diesel Lifeline. For more information, visit Howe'sProducts.com. You can try the Lifeline product yourself by giving a call to Overdrive Radio's podcast message line at 615-852-8530. Leave your name and mailing address and I'll send you a prize pack including Lifeline, Howe's multi-purpose penetrating oil, and other goodies from the company. That's 615-852-8530. Here's a big shout-out to Stony Hamilton of Lawrenceville, Georgia, and Angela and Vincent Reynolds, Texas. Lifeline's headed your way shortly. So, just how much fuel does that blower on McCormick's rig use airing off the product at unload? I'll say about three gallons at a time. It takes me to unload loading these trailers. How does that process work? Well, basically we'll back in underneath the silo and coming straight from the top. Yeah, and it'll come outside. Unless something has happened between now and then, which hopefully not, because then we're gonna come off the rail car, but oh, gosh. that just takes a little longer. But but I don't think. My brother ain't called me, so, so that ain't, that should be good. Yeah, well, actually, he ought to be on his way back up by now. Is he, is he older or younger than you? He's actually older than me. Okay. I call him my little brother, but that's <laughs> only because he's smaller than I am. Okay. I'm six foot, I think he's, he might be five, five. Uh, he just, he just took after, more after my mother. Yeah, she's short. Yeah, she's so. short. My father, he's five, three. Which if I get to meet him, he may be, I'm not sure where he's at. He, he's either behind us or in front of us, I don't know. He drives yep. well. Um, you guys all owner operators? Yeah. All with Oakley? Yeah. Okay, wow. 
Who was, was the first? To be with I was. Set it up with you. Yeah. And they were, were they doing different things at the time or they were they? Yeah. Yeah, they were doing different things. Uh, well, my brother, he didn't, he didn't drive much until, uh, uh, he worked for a company that did industrial cleaning, going to power plants and cleaning out boilers and stuff like that. Up until they shut down, and then then he started driving a truck, and, and now he pulled flatbed for a little while, and then he got in. He went to work at Dyna Noble, hauling uh, ammonium nitrate and stuff okay. to coal mines, and, and yeah, then he just he decided one day he's gonna buy him a truck, so I talked him into putting it on down there at Oakley and then my parents they were running team and, and running you know they'd run to California and stuff and, and they was usually out yeah they was out well let's put it it's easier they were home about about four days a month they wanted to slow down. They didn't want to work as hard, but so we talked to him about buying a truck. They put it on over here, and then just luckily, we all, you know, they sent them up here to. You all, get, you guys all just happen to get involved on this particular. Yeah. Running. Yeah. Yeah, I talked talk to dispatcher and was sending them up here. And he sent them up here and. They, been here ever since. Right. Yeah. Now, did, were your parents trucking when you were growing up? Yeah. 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 My well, father did, and then okay. my mother started driving later. But yeah, after you guys were yeah. growing up. Yeah, but yeah, he's. Yeah. I can remember being. I don't know, I probably. Maybe one, two, or. About two, I guess, because I can remember it. But I can remember him putting me up in the seat of, uh, I don't know what model truck it was. I know right. it was a cab over. Yeah, scared me to death. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was. Of course, then, then he quit driving for a while and went to farming. Okay. Yeah, then he went back to driving. He's been driving ever since. What's his name? Uh, his name's Charlie Foreman. So, your brother is? Bill. Bill. Yeah. Had to think about that when I was called the little brother. But. Yeah. <laughs> and your mom's name? Uh, Virginia. 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 Yeah. Did you start driving when you were 18? Magic, uh, maybe? No, actually, I, well, I was about, well, I got my license whenever I, was turned, whenever I was 21. I didn't actually start driving full-time until uh, 22. Okay. At 16, I moved to Kentucky. Okay. And, which my parents were living down here, but... Yeah, I moved, I moved to Henderson when I was 16, and I 
went to work in the in the shop working for the the same guy my father was driving for. And I worked on trucks until I turned 21, and then I decided, well, I'll go get my license. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so yeah, I would. Uh, I went went took a test, got my permit, and then uh, every morning I'd get up. I'll say about three o'clock, and I'd, I'd meet a guy there at the shop. And I would drive him down to Springfield, Tennessee, and we'd unload and then drive back, and, and uh, he'd drop me off back to the shop, and then I'd work on trucks and all of that. Right, right. Yeah. That's a long day. Yeah. Well, it gets even worse because whenever, whenever I started, or after I got my license, uh, I would work on trucks all day long, and then then this guy wanted me to drive all night. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> yeah, finally, I, I got to the point I told myself, I can either work on trucks or I can drive oh, trucks. That's going to kill me eventually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would get burnt out on doing both. Yeah. So, yeah, then I, then I went to driving full time. And after, well, the company we was working for out of Owensboro hauling, hauling ice cream for. They went under. Between that period there a little bit, I went back to working on them for a while. And then I wound up back in the trucks. But that first yeah. turkey you bought was 07 feet, so that was... No, it was 03. 03, 03 feet. I, yeah. bought it, I bought it in 07. When you were kind of growing up, did you, did you aspire to drive in own trucks or not really? I always, I always knew I wanted to drive. Uh, you know, much to my father's dismay, because he didn't want me to do it. But, but yeah, I always, I always wanted to drive. Yeah. Now, as far as owning one, I never, you know. I mean, yeah, I wanted to own one, but I never thought I would. Um, one day I went up. Uh, I was pulling for. I'm pulling. That printing ink for that company out of Kentucky, Illinois, and I just went up to Peterbilt Taylor and got talking to him. And, and yeah, I bought, you know, bought that first Peterbilt up there. What was the incentive to do that? Were you going to make more money where you were, or where did, you, did you have other plans? To... Yeah, at least done with the folks I was with. Uh, but did I make more money? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah, I mean, I, a while. I probably made probably made a little more money. Uh, but if you want to know the real reason, I got tired of putting money into other people's trucks and then them trading them trucks off. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so you put money into the trucks to, to make them look good. Yeah. And look how you wanted them, and then they, yeah, and then you Yeah, then they, they trade it off and give them a new truck. Yeah. 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 Which... Hey. If somebody else had done that, you know, and you got you got their truck, you wasn't you too bad, but you know. But yeah, so I decided that you know I'll just buy one, and you know, I can do what you know, do whatever I wanted to. 
might be off on that. But okay. Anything less than 250 miles was was percentage. Anything over that was mileage. So because we're less than 250 miles, we're we're on percentage. Uh, but it was based on a on a one way figure, not the not the round trip. <laughs> this is probably less than well, now, this is probably less than two hundred fifty miles round trip though. Yeah. 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 Now I think these loads out of here coming out of here. Uh, now these are based on on ground trip because we do them every day. Yeah. Well, just like Crestline has anywhere from, well, their lowest has been about 12 loads a week up to as high as 28 loads a week, yeah. every week. Uh, now, the, we got two trucks down here that run Louisville, and that's pretty much a straight 14 loads a week. They get, they get two loads a day here. So yeah, that's the, uh, I would say it's based on a round trip. Yeah. Uh, now the other, you know, I'm not sure, you know, they get, they get some loads out of here every now and then, uh, like, well, they company up in Oklahoma ordered, ordered, uh, I don't know, a bunch of loads by truck, so so they're doing those too. But, but now sure. those those would all be mileage pay there. Yeah. And but in terms of your your fuel surcharge, are you just getting paid fuel surcharge on all miles here? Yes. Basically, yeah. yeah we get we get fuel surcharge on all miles. Right Spotted here. across the median, headed the other way, the sharp 389 of Bill McCormick, John's brother, headed north toward the Crestline facility from the Calvert City PVC complex we were on our way to. Find time for a little good-natured ribbing, as it were. Uh, that was a Peter Yeah. Yeah, they're not as classy as me. <laughs> <laughs> both, both him and my father both have Peter Bills. Yeah. Are they older than I got? I got more class. Yeah. No, actually, uh, Bill got his truck. He got his truck about three or four months after I got this one. Okay. Uh, now, Dad's truck is, I won't say his is a 2020. Or it might have been 2019. I ain't real sure. As noted earlier, it's a 2020 Pete 567. I'll confirm that with Charlie McCormick just 30 minutes or so down the road in Calvert City. Yeah, with the, with the fuel surcharge and the, and the discounts that we get, yeah. uh, we usually, well, depending on your fuel mileage, because it, it can vary a little bit depending on your fuel mileage, but... Uh, we very seldom we pay right around two dollars a gallon as far as out of pocket. That's your cost, yeah. 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 Of course, if you got 
much better fuel mileage. It'll go down or, you know, but... How do you handle uh, accounting and profit and loss statements? Do it all yourself? I, I send everything to ATBS. It's ATBS, okay. And we got a... Uh, got to deal with ATBS yep, yep. where their charge comes out of our settlement and I just yep. I just send everything to them and they yeah I used I used to do all that myself and then they got that they got that deal with them and yeah. you know yeah, of course they probably don't like me because I'm the world worst at sending in receipts so, <laughs> well, you know, I used to I'd stuff them all in an envelope but I think I'll call that a little of the old false modesty, as it were. Before McCormick had ATBS as, a, as an accounting partner with his first truck, he was indeed quite closely attentive to cost per mile fluctuations day to day, week to week, and did it all himself. He's still attentive to it, too, even if he doesn't do all that calculation, which all led us into further discussion of costs. Fuel is, of course, his largest cost, but the truck payment is a sizable one, too. He's a couple years into the note on the 2021 W900L. Yeah, truck payments are right up our way. What do you think about uh, this truck in three years when you get it paid off? Are you just going to continue to run it? I yeah, I'm planning on it. As long as it ain't giving me a whole lot of trouble, yeah. uh, I'm planning on keeping it. The mileage on it will probably be you know, fairly low. Podcast and they said, you know, yeah, everybody, 
want to, you know, would like to do that, we would be willing to sponsor you. Of course, I was on the phone at 7 o'clock the next morning calling, calling old uh, Jeremy Kellett up, you know, and I'm like, hey, I want to do that. Yeah, <laughs> I always wanted to do that. So you were in the, the, big, the truck show out there? Yeah. Yeah. With the trailer? With the trailer, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm doing it again next year. That would be this year, of course, at this point. Matt's is fast approaching right at the end of next month in Louisville, Kentucky, as usual. Well, they have a company party every year. Of course, the last two years they didn't have it because of the COVID deal. But uh, this year they had it, and they decided that they wanted to do a truck show down there at the party just with with company trucks. So I took I took it down there and down in Arkansas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, one third place down there. Cool. So, out of, I think there was, say there's 23 or 25 other trucks there. I don't remember exactly. I'd have to go back and look. You hadn't done much truck show stuff before that? No. No, no I've never <laughs> done it. Gotcha. Whatever. I went up there to, Louisville, you know, I, I learned a lot. Like, I got to do a whole lot more cleaning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's fun to go. Yeah. I enjoy it, and I've, I've met a lot of great people up there. Yeah. But some of them trucks that I, I can't compete with. Yeah. You know, uh, I can't work every day and, and compete with some of them that come in up there. <laughs> you know. But it's, it's fun to do, you know. If you're headed to the Mid-American Trucking Show this year, catch McCormick's Bandit 2021 Kenworth W900L out on the truck show lot in Louisville. And know that we'll be hosting our annual Partners in Business seminar with ATBS there too, where ATBS VP Mike Hosted will join our own Gary Bucks for a walk through the recent past as regards owner-operator revenue, costs, bedrock income performance strategy. With a mind, of course, to arm you with information to take into the near and more distant future. Keep tuned to OverdriveOnline.com for more information about that session. Meantime, you can register for Matt's itself via TruckingShow.com. Here's a big thanks again to John McCormick for bringing me along for the haul this past November. And a big thanks to you for listening. If you haven't yet, if you're enjoying these episodes, give us a review or a thumbs up out there on whatever podcast platform you are using. Overdrive Radio is on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube, Spotify, among others. Here's thanks for that in advance. It certainly helps folks find the show. I know that. You can get in touch with any feedback via our podcast message line at 615-852-8530. Overdrive Radio is a production of Overdrive, the voice of the American trucker. It's edited and produced by me, Todd Dills, with the acoustic guitar and other support of trucker songwriter and overdrive contributor Long Haul Paul Marhofer. The theme is Legend of the Snake Man by Marhofer, featuring the guitar work of Travis the Snake Man himself, Whammock, Terry Two Socks Richardson on bass, keys by Tishmingo Jim Whitehead, and on drums, Andrew Marshall. The podcast is backed up further by Overdrive's own news editor Matt Cole, social media coordinator Holly Young, 
executive editor Alex Lockie, and intrepid video editors Lawson Rudisel and Andrew Quinn. Find Overdrive Radio sponsor Howes at H-O-W-E-S, houseproducts.com. See you next time.